The Big Play Reflog Show is brought to you by ShackNews.com. We've been lucky enough to be partners with ShackNews.com for a long time, and that's because they are truly the best in the business. They've got you covered for all your gaming needs with things like news, guides, walkthroughs, and reviews, like their newest article previewing upcoming arcade-style Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge. I love some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. I'll have to check that out. I also use Shack News a lot for my VR stuff. If you guys follow me on Twitter, you know I've been all about that recently. I get it all from ShackNews.com. And remember that you can use Shack News Cortex to interact and join in on all the conversations like this week's Shack Chat debating which video game musical act should headline Coachella. That's an interesting one. So if you're a gamer, Shaq News is the site for you. Check them out on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch at the handle at Shaq News and at ShaqNews.com. That's right. And they still have all the relevant news out there. Look at that. Trump says he's not coming back to Twitter. He's not coming back, man. And then how to, how to deactivate your Twitter account. <laughs> back to back. That's right. Let's go, Dick. It's time! Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio! Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world! The Big Play! Reflux Town! There's Nick. There's me. What is going on, everybody? Happy Monday. Welcome on in. Nick, how are you, sir? What's going on? I'm recovering. I'm recovering from the Evan Mobley Rookie of the Year snub, but I'll be all right. How are you doing, man? I I heard the phone dropped in the ocean. That's no good. I can't believe you did that. You know what, man? Like these phones say they're waterproof, water resistant. <laughs> it was in the ocean for like a second. Oh, brand new phone. Oh, that's the worst. Horrible. I hate iPhones. That's what? such a dad move out of YouTube, by the way. <laughs> can I just say? Can I just say when when like when you know, so I was holding the kids in the ocean, like having them jump the waves? I feel it splashing on my phone. I'm like, God damn it. One of my lasting memories of like childhood vacations, like with my, you know, family and my parents and everything. I was young. My dad had a flip phone, went, went swimming with them, had it in his pocket through the lazy river, the whole nine. And they didn't even claim to be water resistant then. And I remember like the freak out that this dude had, he had it all like pulled apart. That's when you could take the battery out of the back. Of it. Oh, he yeah. was like in the hotel with a blow dryer, trying to blow dry the phone. Man, man, what a 
What a time. I'm, I'm glad I, I remind you of, of your dad because I literally had my wife's blow dryer <laughs> open card for like 25 minutes. Oh, that's so tough. Yeah, once again, I'm an idiot. Oh, well. <laughs> Tonight on the show, we'll kick it off with some Guardians trivia. Who wants to be a billionaire? Hopefully giving away some Labatt Blues and a GV Art shirt. We've got Ryan joining us tonight. He's been on trivia before. I believe it was, Ryan, was it Cavs? I think it was Browns. Browns. It was Browns. Oh, it was a long time ago. Okay. Uh, And then we're going to do power rank. Changes we want to see Elon Musk make on Twitter. I'm sure there's an edit button in there somewhere. Uh, Then we'll finish with Cleveland Headlines brought to you by TSE Cleveland because, Nick, it is draft week. Doesn't feel like it. We were just talking about it. This used to be our Super Bowl. Uh, I love it still. Still, so do I. still the same to me. Let's give away some free beer. It's time for Who Wants to Be a Billionaire. Each week, one contestant gets their chance at Cleveland Trivia. Going all Guardians, all Indians this time. For a chance to win, starting off with a six-pack of Labatt. Moving on to a 12-pack, a 24-pack of Labatt. And one final question for a case of Labatt and a GV Art shirt. We welcome back Ryan at our Breezy 15. Ryan. What is going on, my man? How are you? Good, man. How you doing? Feeling Good. more. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Now, how did it go last time? I got the third question wrong. It was Browns Ravens trivia, and it haunts me because it was Robert Griffin the third was the answer. It still hurts. Oh yeah, I remember that now. That's oh. all right. I feel like redemption is uh is happening tonight. I hope so. How how confident are you with Guardians Indians trivia versus Browns? Way more. Confident. Did you see a little Nick look there? Nick, come back. That was funny. We're fixing it. <laughs> how confident are you, Ryan? I am way more confident than with Browns trivia. Okay. Guardians trivia. All right, I like it. All right. If you get stuck, I don't know if I don't remember if you did this last time. You can phone a friend. We'll call them on speakerphone. Uh, they've got five seconds to answer after we read the question. All right. Who would you call? I think I hate to say this. I think I'd call my grandmother. Yes. She and I. That's awesome. She was together about six years ago. So, cool lady. Heck yeah, man! My grandma was a diehard Twins fan. So, good call. All right, let's kick it. It is time for question one. Bring that down a little bit here. Question one, cash for a six-pack of Labatt. The Guardians play the Angels. There's Nick. Tonight. uh, Yeah, tonight. In 2014, Cleveland sent Vinny Pistano, remember that guy, to the Angels in a trade. What was that the bullpen mafia? 
Which long-haired starting pitcher did the Guardians get in return? Mike Clevin. Boom, nailed it. Easy. Uh, your hint would have been he once threatened our co-host, Reflog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, you want to move on to question number two? Hi, Nick. All right. Question number two for cash for a 12 pack of Labatt. Jose Ramirez still leads Major League Baseball in RBI this season with 20. Which former tribe slugger led American League RBI three times from 93 to 96? I'm going to go Manny Ramirez. Would you like that to be your final answer? I think you just told me I don't want to. <laughs> That's your one hint. Oh, wow. Um, That's a good guess. But so which former tribe slugger led the American League in RBIs three times, 93 to 96? Got to be Albert Bell then. Nailed there it. There it is. There it is. All right, you got it. This is the the the, the light, the bright, bright lights of Brig Play Reflog. Take your time, think it through. You've got this. Would you like to move on? Yeah. All right. Question number three: twenty-four pack of Labatt. Miggy Cabrera joined the three thousand hit club Saturday. Crazy. Who was the last player to get his three thousandth? hit while playing for Cleveland. Eddie Murray. Yes. One of my favorites back in the day. That's a gem. Man, I would have never got like half of these. Oh, dude, Eddie Murray was so awesome. I I believe he's one of the few Indians who hit a home run in the same game, righty and lefty. Wow. I might have made that up, but I'm pretty sure that happened. Alrighty, are we going on? You got a case of beer, man. Case now, so I'm playing the next one for a case and a t-shirt. Yep, the GVR shirt. And a GV shirt. Is it the GV shirt Nick's wearing? It's whatever one you want. Wow, that's a great one. <laughs> <laughs> See, that changes things. And I also think that's a jab at my shirt. Let hey. me what I, so I don't read these questions ahead. Of, let me, I'm going to look at it real quick. See, I, I'm going to... Time huh? for- Oh, Ryan, you cut out there. What'd you say? Can I know the time frame of the question? Like a uh, yeah, I'll give yeah. you the time frame. Uh, let's see. Recent-ish. Recent-ish. It, within the last 10 years. Let's go for it. Ooh. All right. Ooh. Give it to him, Nick. All right. Hit the music. For a 24-pack... And a GVR shirt. Some would call this all the marbles. The Guardians play in Oakland this weekend. I'm sure that attendance will be booming. In 2016, Cleveland traded relief pitcher Colt Hines to the Athletics. What veteran outfielder did Cleveland get back in return? Option. I don't remember Colt Hines. I have no idea who that even is. No, it sounds made up. It's not made up. <laughs> no, no, it's Nick would never do that to us. So what did we? We gave the date 2016. 2016. Rajay Davis. 
really feel like it's Rajay Davis. I don't know if I want to lock it in, though. I don't like your reactions here. I'm trying to do my poker I mean, it's the yeah, it's the final answer, so you're not going to get a definitive, <laughs> definitive one way or another. He played for the A's. I know he played for the A's. But I'm trying to remember if we signed him in 2016. Because they had a bunch of weird outfielders in 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Colin Cowgill and Marlon Bird. Wow, I forgot about forgot that. about that, yeah. Marlon Bird. Why that my brain? I'm going to go with Rajay Davis. Would you like to try to call your grandma before we let you go? <sighs> yeah, <laughs> person that would google it um yeah you you already gave your final answer but i will let you call your grandma just to save you ah or to double down with you i'm gonna stay with rajay davis i don't think Okay. okay the answer is coco chris Coco Crisp, remember he came back? He came back. Oh, Crisp, I forgot about that. because He was one of the weird outfielders. Yeah. Oh, I thought you had it. I know. I'm embarrassed that I didn't have that. Oh, you named some obscure outfielders, too. I yeah, with- Cowgill. <laughs> oh, Ryan, so close. All right. Thanks, guys. Ryan, you're going to redeem yourself next time because we're going to have you back on sometime. I'll get it someday. Oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. Browns trivia. Brown season's right around the corner, man. Are you excited for this draft here? Oh, yeah. I'm definitely big excited for this. I just, like, my roommate's a Texans fan. He's way more excited than I am. Really? Okay. Interesting. Just to live. Are we going to get a bunch of Texans fans coming over like we got the Oklahoma fans from Baker? Oh, God. It's just going to be wars on Twitter. We don't need that. I doubt it. But... All right, good, good. <laughs> All right, Ryan, we appreciate it, man. See ya. Oh, so, oh, so close. close. That's tragic when that happens. On the last one. I thought he had it. thought he had it. He was throwing out Cowgill. Whatever the guy's name is. What was his name? And Bird. Marlon Bird. Marlon Bird. Yeah, I do. It was that was a Jerry Sands team. You know what though? When I read <laughs> the answer, I yeah, I I forgot that Coco Crisp was Came in back. Yeah, yeah. Same. Redemption story, like Mo Williams coming back to the Cavs. Wow, that was weird too. And then it ended ugly both times. Remember like Mo in this contract is like he, is he banned? From the arena, someone told me he's banned from um, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. I don't think he's banned per se. I just don't think he left on the best of terms. Yeah, he's the head men's basketball coach at Jackson State University. Heck yeah, I always liked Mo Gotti. Good for Mo. I did too. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. Are right, you going to power rank? Yeah, let's power rank. Power Rank Monday. All right, so interesting news on in Twitterverse here. Uh, 
Twitter accepted Elon Musk's offer to buy the platform today. What could go wrong? So we are going to power rank top changes we want to see Elon make on Twitter. Nick, do you have any that come to mind right off the bat? I think the easy one, right? Let's just get it out of the way right off rip. You mentioned it in the open. It's probably the edit button. I, I know everybody's like kind of dying for that. Here's the thing with the edit button, though. I don't really I, want the edit button. You, you can't let people, if it's an edit button, you could edit like two characters. That's it. Because like you can't, and then it has yes. to have like edited disclaimer because you can't have people editing full tweets that'd be a, a retweeted yeah oh, it'd be bad yeah cancel culture people, would be in full people effect would get messed with all yeah day. yeah yeah you can't I don't, do I don't that, like so. i don't like that no me neither and elon's way too smart to let you know just any old edit button slide so i don't think it'll be that um i don't know i don't know what i would change what would you change other than that so he's been talking about less bots that would be nice yeah, so I think that's like to, you know, try to get less misinformation out there. Um, I like verification for everyone, not not the check mark, but what he wants to do is that would be cool. Verify yeah. everyone so you know who you're talking to. Yeah, I mean, even if it is a check mark, like like because that's all that verification is is that you are who your profile says you are and i know that there's like some blurred lines with it right that like if you actually click on the check mark itself it says that you're like a celebrity or a public figure or someone noteworthy well come on there's people i'm verified so 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 let's start there like like that's not the bar for you for being being verified it's just that you could have a couple bylines written you could get verified so i do think that would be cool because then you you don't have a bunch of bot accounts i wonder what does that mean for people with burner accounts though that's what i'm saying i feel like i don't i don't like know kevin if durant and some kevin durant in some trouble right yeah i don't know but the amount of like twitter hate and bullying and all that crap can you imagine how far down that would go if people knew who you were yeah, right. Like you're not talking to Browns fan five six five seven four three two seven six yeah. five three, and you're actually talking to you know, dare I say, first name last name as identified on your driver's license? Because I don't know if if people know this, but when you get that blue check mark, like they do look into it. You, you have to submit your driver's license like front and back. It's not they're 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 not just handing it out. You know, they make sure that you are who they who you say you are. So that is interesting, and we'll have to see what happens there. Another one I would like is I would like for live Twitter comments to come back to our show. Yeah, that's the big one. That would be nice. I have an idea why we don't get those. I know. I think with a lot of content-driven things, just because of how Elon Musk's brain is wired, I think a lot of it will improve. Like, Dave, you and I have talked about before what a good start Twitter spaces is, but the limitations are more than the actual pros of the platform itself so imagine if you could have twitter spaces with a video feature if somebody wanted to turn their iphone camera on or a chat function in spaces or just having our chat back in this live show in like a in a periscope type of setting when that used to exist so yeah yeah yeah, i think that kind of creator driven things will just be taken further and i hope he does more you know to build on what's already out there communities is a really good idea but it's kind of just that right now. It feels like just an idea. So with spaces is really just an idea. So right. kind, of, kind of more of stuff. 
Yeah, more of that kind of stuff. But don't make it too Facebook. You know, like we don't need Twitter marketplace and Twitter, you know, dating or whatever, you know, whatever goes on on Facebook. I don't need my family joining Twitter. I know. Right, right. Yeah. Like I don't need that. So let's let's leave all that to Facebook and let's keep Twitter like the cool kind of basic casual place that it is. Now, Nick, would you how much would you be willing to pay per month if it was subscription based? So here's the thing. I am cripplingly addicted to Twitter, like bad. Like if I went to a therapist for for anything and they found out how much time I spent per day on Twitter, they probably do you think dude a lot. Like like I like we've looked at this before when we, you know, do social media analytics for the show and stuff like, yeah, my output of tweets there. There stays. Dave, I probably send 30 tweets a day, a day. I'm tweeting several times an hour. So I'd comfortably shell out, you know, 1999 or something. If that, if that's what it was, I'm addicted a month? to it. A month. But I think here's the thing, though, is is if they do that, then you can't chase people away off the platform. Because, like, if I'm paying 20 bucks a month and then, you know, the people I like their content, you, Chris, Gab, you know, like, the the yeah, the other people that I associate with, like, if then they all drop off because they're like, no, we're done with Twitter. And then they go to like TikTok, Instagram, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Then I'm like, all right, well, I'm not paying 20 bucks a month. So I think they, if they do that, which I don't think they, I don't think they ever will is like that, like 199 kind of like super follow what that is kind of like that budget mark. But the tweets have been out there for years. of like, how is this website free? How is this website free? Well, oh, yeah. what you wish for. Oof. Yeah. Very interesting. I love and- Twitter though. So I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. 30 tweets when there's not a whole lot going on. I mean, I only only tweet a bunch during Browns games or right after Browns games. And then off season, I just kind of hang out. (laughs) So for me, there's always a lot going on. Right. And I guess that's why Twitter is like the perfect medium for me, because like, if I see someone like, like if I see someone shadow boxing in public square, like you got to tweet about it. If you, you know, you see like just, just so much stuff and experiences and thoughts come into my head on like a daily basis, especially as it pertains to sports or, you know, pop culture, like so many, I like things are just in my brain. Like if I don't get them out, I don't know what would happen. So Twitter is kind of like the outlet for that. Do you, do you do the screen report time on your phone per day? Yeah. I mean, I get it on Sundays. I get it on Sundays. It's like, what are you at? It's really bad. I don't know, but it says over ten hours a day. Oh, less than that. You think? Yeah, I think I'm only at like five. No way. On the phone, yeah. Because well, here's another evil. So when you're on your computer for for a big chunk of the day, then okay, I'm doing exactly. So I'm doing work in one screen. You know what what I call work, which for some people sure. would be not work, and then Twitter, which which oftentimes is work for me, is open in another screen. So I don't know. I think that gets all convoluted. But if we can, like, if we considered like computer time, laptop time, all that, I mean, it'd probably be damn close to all twelve hours of the day. Look at you. Because like even when sports are on, I was trying to explain this to Phil too on on my show with him, and he just couldn't understand it. Why I was saying that like you know how I feel about James Harden and Joel Embiid. What a tangent this has turned out to be, by the way. Um, and that, like, when they shoot free throws and stuff, that it takes away from the game. And he's like, well, why? It, like, enhances the game because they have that skill set to do so. I'm like, no, but what you don't understand is Gen Z audiences, my age of an audience, 
when it's free throws, when it's commercial, when it's, you know, reviews, any sort of downtime, instead of big screen, your focus instantaneously becomes little screen and big screen is secondary. So I'm scrolling through Twitter. I'm on Instagram trying to find highlights of what's going on. You know, I'm, I'm running my own page and other pages at the same time. So it's like so much is going on. So that's like even how I watch sports is technically on two screens, which is bad. I know that's really bad, but whatever. We're going to have an intervention for you. I don't think it would work. I think I'm beyond that point. Would you run out? Would you run away if you saw all of us in a room and we're like, Nick, you're, you're like my, my phone is in like a box <laughs> in a negative way. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And then like, yeah, like my, right, so what's, our top, what's our top three. I'm going live comments back on our show. Yeah. Verify everyone. I think before you verify everyone, everybody that's currently verified gets a Tesla for free. Oh, you don't, yeah. No, I don't think everyone's going to have like a check mark. What if they gave you two check marks? That's stupid. I don't want to be the guy with two double, check marks. Double bit verified, Nick. No, I'm, no. I'm good. If everybody has what, I'm, what I have, I'm good. That'd be good with me. I'm not, I'm not better than anybody else because of a blue check mark. I'm, we don't need to start adding a bunch of check marks. That would look weird. Cleveland headlines. Cleveland headlines brought to you by TSE Cleveland. Brown season is coming up sooner than you think. Go check them out, tsecleveland.com. Look for our show tweets out on Twitter for weekly giveaways, tsecleveland.com. All right, Nick. We haven't talked a whole lot of Guardians. We did trivia, but it's uh, we, we're, we got a West Coast trip coming up here. Guardians. I'm staying up tonight. I, I want to plant that flag. Yeah. I'm staying up tonight. I'm watching this you. game. West Coast Angels, nine thirty eight start. Bieber on the hill. I'm I'm watching it, whole thing, start to finish. There you go, and you'll be we'll on your see. phone the whole time. I probably will be. I got to plug it in. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's been a bit of a roller coaster for this team. Uh, four games versus the Angels. We got three versus the A's. Still super early. Baseball is an incredibly long season. Uh, how much how much importance are you putting in this stretch of the season here? We're seven not, and eight. Not much. I'll, I'll be honest. And I felt this way at times last year. I think that this is just what this team is going to be. Like, it, like they're so incredibly young. I think the biggest thing that I yeah. want out of this season, now that I've had, what, 14 games to digest it, is I just want to find who are the guys on this roster that I can believe in? You know, we thought it was Bradley Zimmer a couple years back. Like we got rid of him. Right. Who are the young pieces? I really like Miles Straw. I really like Stephen Quanstar. Obviously that's going to chill out. Josh Naylor, who hasn't had a full season of major league baseball play yet. Love I would you. love, to, I would love to see what that guy has in a full long season body of work. Hell, even Fran Mill Reyes. I'd like to see what we have. So there, there are so many pieces and parts that I want to see more of, but that's really the biggest thing for me. And, and like playoffs would definitely be extra, but right now them sitting at 500, it's, it's literally either sweep or be swept. Like they, they 
sweep somebody and then they get swept and then they sweep somebody and they get swept. So maybe good news for this upcoming weekend against the angels for this upcoming week, I should say, but I don't put a whole lot of stock into it just because it's all about in baseball who gets hot at the right time. So if the end of the seasons, we're still right there and punching distance and we go on a nice little six game, seven game winning streak against some of the big boys in this division, that's when to get excited in the, in the August months, you know, not, not really in, uh, in April. No, summertime, it's a uh, background noise, drinking beers, making <laughs> grilling hot dogs, burgers, and putting the Indians or the, the Guardians on. It's awesome, though. I will say it like, is. Even, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Because even even last year, like people were so mad. And I don't know if maybe like the Jose Ramirez extension has me feeling a little bit better or just yep. because the Cavs season was good. And like we're optimistic about the Browns. Like I've genuinely enjoyed watching the Guardians this year, even even in some of the more frustrating efforts. Like it's been a good time. I haven't pulled my hair out any. So, well, I think it's to your point is you're there's all these young guys and they're fun to watch. You are trying to figure out which one of these are going to be like a solidified starter for the team. Um, And some of those names you mentioned, I think will be Uh, Oscar Mercado is an interesting one. He is because he's been around for a while. He's still young, but I I think that he's probably one of the more polarizing guys from uh, people don't like him to people like him on the team right now. He's got a bunch of RBIs. I think he's second on the team. Most of those came in one one game. But um, what what do you, what do you feel about Oscar Mercado? I mean, I like him. I kind of the same as I feel about a lot of these guys. Is I definitely want to see more. But I mean, it, it's like. Oscar Mercado is kind of like Baker in a sense of we we've seen really good Oscar Mercado and we've also seen really bad Oscar Mercado. And I hope that the truth with him is somewhere in the middle, because in baseball, you could afford to have guys that are somewhere in the middle, especially with this outfield kind of coming to shape. Like I like how it's looked, you know, you got straw in center and you got Quan and Mercado in the corner, you know, slots. So if he could hit a little bit and if he could just find a little bit of a glove in the field, I don't know what's been going on with him lately with, you know, balls going right, right, right past the mitt and stuff. But if he, if he could just get straightened out and be a little bit more consistent, I mean, you, you probably got a player there. I don't hate him. I, I do see some of the stuff that you're referencing, but I don't think he's bad at all. No, no, I'm with you. It's just, it, it would be nice to uh, not go the Baker route and just have good Oscar Mercado from here on out but it's baseball man you you never know what's gonna happen yep it's all a lot of the guys are streaky right in the sport it's it's a crazy sport where like if you do your job two and a half times out of ten times like you're average it's like well no other place in earth like is that okay you know (laughs) we're like if you if you do well three out of ten times you're like stellar at your job if you could bat 300 it's like this guy's the real deal he's he's doing his job three out of ten times it's like what so baseball is unique like that i guess so yeah i hope oscar could could just keep this up because it would be nice especially in the outfield man like is michael brantley the last reliable outfielder that this team has had so it would be nice to have stability out there it would it would um you're talking about miles straw he's he got a little feisty against the yankees who would you say is the the trashiest fan base out there i don't know would it be the yankees or who would make your who would make your list i don't know i've never really hated the yankees that much really i'm not i mean see i grew up in like the paul o'neill see that's the thing that's the thing like 
I mean, I had 20, like the 2017 where Edwin falls over the base and hurts his ankle. And then DD Gregorius takes Kluber yard a couple times in game five and the Yankees beat the the Indians. Then that way I had that, but I don't know. know trash not, is- I'm not talking about fa- um, teams. I'm talking about the fan base. Yeah. I guess I it's probably New York or Boston sports, right? Like Boston with, with a lot of their stuff too. Like th- they give me those same kind of vibes. It's the, it's like the entitlement. You, you know who else is kind of like Chicago in that I feel like is probably in that realm too. And I know you live there, so you might be able to, to speak yeah. to that, but yeah, probably New York. Pro- it's probably the Yankees because it seems like people really hate playing there. And I also hear Utah is a really bad place to play. Like the, the jazz stadium, like those fans are horrible. <laughs> what yeah there's yeah. been a ton of yeah there's been a ton of nba players like within the last two years just like saying that like dude i think russell westbrook said like the jazz shouldn't even have a team based off of some of the things that their fans say and stuff so pretty bizarre but probably yep. new york all right yeah i would probably throw <laughs> philly in there as well just oh, philly for sure every eagles game someone's getting knocked out for like absolutely no reason and they think too I'm that like them in there Philly is like, they're like us in terms of success where there's not a ton of it, but you would never know that because they walk around chests puffed, you know, like, like they're the real deal. Like, oh, we've got a Rocky statue. Like, buddy, Rocky is a fictional character. He's made up. Yeah, I do like most Eagles fans, but they just, they tend to punch each other too much. Oh, they're super. Yeah, they're, they're crazy. They're like us. Yeah. All right, Nick, we've gone 36 minutes, 37 minutes, and we no have talked NFL draft. It is draft week for our Cleveland Browns. We were talking about it earlier. This is typically our Super Bowl. We're top 10 pick almost always. It's a weird feeling. I'm not, like, super, super into it. Usually I've read 50 mock drafts by now, <laughs> yeah. refreshed them all, made my own. Yeah, Thursday is the draft. What's your excitement level for round one? Dude, I'll say this. Like the draft to me is probably my favorite weekend in sports. So I'm a bad person to ask this question, even as a Browns fan, like in not having a first round pick this year, I've still read just as many mock drafts. I've done mock draft simulators and not because I'm obsessed over who the Browns are going to draft at 44, just because I've, I think because the Browns have been so bad, I've genuinely just grown to enjoy the beauty of the weekend of seeing who teams are going to get and, you know, following college football and seeing the prospects but i definitely get where a lot of browns fans are coming from where it doesn't really feel like draft week there's no buzz you know traditionally you would have watch parties popping up all over town you don't hear you don't hear any of that man because there's no pick on thursday like what are people gonna do a friday watch party for the second round where they you know start rolling through those picks a little bit quicker and so i mean i i get that the excitement really isn't there for a lot of people but for me man I'm, i'm excited to see where a lot of these dudes go and of course as a Browns fan, I'm pumped for who they're going to take at 44. Yeah, well, I, I, I and the Baker stuff. True, dude. There's a lot. You, it's going to be a hectic a going on. Yes, there's always a lot going on in the draft. Nick, do you remember the days when it was when it was all on Saturday? Yeah, and they were just they were just. I, I had people I had people tweeting me, you know, like a little bit today because I I tweeted like the NFL draft week is by Christmas because really it starts this, yeah. on Monday morning. You get the Peter King article, and that's like when you get you know your last piece of like 
like your last piece of the advent calendar chocolates is when when Peter King drops his Monday morning quarterback, Albert Breer drops his, and you get to read all of them and like mock drafts, who's going where, all the smoke screens start popping up. So I tweeted like, this is like my Christmas. And somebody tweeted back at me and they're like, oh, the draft sucks now. Like even as a Browns fan for these last couple of years, I miss when it was all in one day. I, I don't even agree with that. I would do it one round every day for a week. There's seven rounds. There's seven days in a week. It's a full week-long event, babe. I'm sitting down for the seventh round. I'm watching punters and kickers getting drafted. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you on that. I think that would actually be fun. And I think this year, going back to your point about Browns fans not being that excited, like it is a very good feeling knowing that like our first-round pick isn't like the guy we're hoping is going to save our franchise. Like it's nice having a team and going into the draft and be like, okay, this could be a nice piece to to kind of add on to this team. We haven't had that experience for very many years at all. I know. Right. And especially now with the 44th pick, Grant Delpit was the 44th pick. Like we've seen in recent enough memory with, you know, the, the current regime in place now, not having turnover every year. Imagine that as well, that like, we know the kind of player that we're going to get right now. You know, the tier of player that we're going to get is probably going to be in that Grant Delpit, Greedy Williams range. And they've done such a nice job. Have the Browns in recent second rounds, like long gone are the days of Nate, orchard being second round picks and you know that kind of thing like greedy williams grant delpit jok that's a hell of a run on second round picks so i i i I candidly can't wait dave i really can't and if you could find a way to candidly out there wow if i am because if you could find a way to to get rid of baker and say you get rid of baker for another fourth or a fifth or something like that you could package that up and get more in the second round. It's just the gift that keeps on giving. There's Do a lot mean- of receivers. There's a lot of ends. Yeah, there, yeah. It's, it's perfect. It's it's Brown's Christmas every year. Do they move Baker during the draft? I think so. I think so. I think I would officially be surprised if Baker Mayfield was a member of the Cleveland Browns on Monday. And I'll say this. If, if the Carolina Panthers are there on the clock at number six overall, and if they they sit there they don't trade back and they also don't draft a quarterback this is not a great quarterback class you're looking at them drafting something like a left tackle or a right tackle or guard that's when browns fans should probably start to get excited and i'm not saying that you're gonna jump back into the first round and to have your hand on the remote and be ready for the browns to be on the clock there at 10 because that's not happening but what i am saying is then day two gets all the crazier because the carolina panthers will then have revealed their hand that they're going to just roll the dice with sam darnold and pj walker and what's probably matt rules last year of nfl employment so they need baker mayfield you know what i mean yeah, yeah, I hear you. And I believe Andrew Barry said, or at least hinted, that they're, we're not moving back up into the first round. You never, you know. You never know. You never know. Do you have any bold predictions for this draft? Oh, that's a good question. I, it's not a bold prediction, but I do see, like, the the argument that's out there right now, like, de- defensive tackle or defensive end or receiver. I think I'm planting my flag for receiver. I think that's what they're going yep. to do. They're going to try to make a splash there. 
I know everyone's conflicted still kind of processing the Deshaun Watson thing in their own ways. But the fact of the matter is it's a guy that they believe in. They gave up three first round picks. They gave up $230 million fully guaranteed largest contract in NFL history being fully guaranteed. So they're going to make sure that this dude works. And I think you do that by getting him an explosive playmaker that could do things with the football in their hands. Amari Cooper is really good. He's a nice route runner, but we know what Amari Cooper is. You know, he's, he's not going to come to Cleveland and have a career year and surprise us all with, you know, 80 yard touchdown receptions after he makes three men miss. That's just not who he is. He's going to get open and he's going to get your first downs. But I think if you could get somebody like Jahan Dotson out of Penn state or Sky Moore from Western Michigan, people that, you know, one of those kind of guys that people really like. I think that's what'll what'll get the people talking. And as far as bold prediction goes, I think Baker steals the show. I think the Baker headline is what's going to really? steal the show, dude. Andrew Barry has a way of just dominating the news cycle. Like ever since he's been yeah. employed by the Browns, the Browns are always front of mind. And in a year where there's no clear cut answer at quarterback, who's even going first, Dave? Is it Malik Willis? Is it Kenny Pickett? Years past come Monday, we would usually know the answer to the quarterback that's going first because they'd normally be the number one overall pick this right. year. Everything's up in the air. So I think Baker steals the show by way of Carolina, by way of Seattle. And there's always usually a third team that pops up in this thing. So it wouldn't shock me if if somebody does something, you know, kind of silly and just blows the Browns out of the water for an offer for Baker. All right. First three rounds, do the Browns make a trade? For sure. Definitely. Yeah. Their track record says they do. I don't think that it happens round one. I'm with you. Andrew Barry said that it's unlikely, even though today there were reports saying that there's several teams trying to move out of round one. Just there's so much depth in this draft and there's so much uncertainty in round one. I think that makes sense. But yeah, for sure. I think day two and day three, they've shown that that's what they're willing to do. And here's why. Day two, you could move up and get, you know, you could package some picks, move up and get, a receiver that you really like that might've slid or even a defensive tackle or defensive end that you like that slid a little bit. Sure. Whereas, you know, on, you know, day three or something, then maybe they could trade back. You could recoup some of the picks that you missed out on, you know, trading Deshaun Watson. You could get maybe a fifth rounder back here. You could get a fourth rounder for next year and kind of recoup a little bit. So yeah, they're going to be open for business. They're going to be moving around. They're not going to sit on their hands just because they don't have 13 anymore. Yeah, I, I am with you there. It's going to be interesting. We'll see how it plays out. Nick, what are, what are your plans for Thursday night? Are you going to sit by yourself and watch it? What are you eating? What's going on? Yeah, so yeah, you know the draft is like a, a party for me. So I'm definitely not watching it by myself. Um I'll probably watch it with my parents. I like watching it with my dad because same, my dad is like, I think he knows how like fired up I get about it. And he kind of feeds <laughs> off that. And he's like sending me his mock drafts. They're really bad. So yes. I'll, I'll probably watch the first round with my dad, you know, have cam and stuff and kind of have some pizza. You, you definitely like pizza is turned into my like absolute go-to football f- food. So we'll probably order some pizzas, watch the draft, have a chill Thursday. There you go. Nice. All right. We'll see how it plays out. That is all the time we have. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you next Monday. Talk about those draft picks that the Browns brought in and that West Coast trip for our Cleveland Guardians. We will see you then. Thanks to Shaq News, Labatt, Blue, GVR, TSE, Cleveland, uh, and Ryan for, for coming back on. 
and almost pulling off who wants to be a billionaire. We'll see you next week. Later.